2: Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Ooh-wee. I'm Reginald Atatula. That is the oo-wee of the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. We got you down. Thanks to Larry D. Flores on the ones and twos, and thank you for being also involved in this Friday night edition of the Get Right, final hour of the Get Right for this evening. We should close it out with a bang, I imagine. Um, Thanks for rocking with us. You can mm-hmm. always get involved. On the truckwreck.com text line, as so many of you have been, 877-881-1053, where we get from the 214. Y'all remember Justin Blackman? Yes, oh, Baylor. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Oklahoma State. Yes, Oklahoma. State. Yeah, 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 sir. He was there before uh, Dez. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Um, Just before Dez. Art Monk, Reggie Sanders, a lot mm-hmm. of names coming in on the truckwreck.com text line. I'll tell you why as we get into our headlines here on the Get Right. Now, in about 15 minutes or 20 minutes or so, we'll get you some CA stories confidential Mm -hmm. because we always do. I know you guys love that a ton, but we got to get you your headlines on the day. Um, We mentioned earlier Mavs not in action because, of course, they have uh, the game against that they were supposed to have in San Francisco against the Warriors was postponed uh, due to the passing of former Warriors assistant, Dejan Milijovic, passed a few days ago um, during a team dinner, a heart attack at 46 old. years old. Yes, thank you. And so they postponed. There's two games, I think, as of right now of the Warriors have been postponed. They'll be made up at a later date. We don't know when. And so your Mavericks were home here earlier
3: today. They got some practice in. Yes, because they got to prepare on Monday night. They will host Kristaps Porzingis and the Boston Celtics
2: there you go and so that's what's happening with your dallas mavericks i know your stars will get back into action tomorrow evening um around the nfl i guess one of the big news items is that bill belichick getting a a second interview in person with the atlanta falcons so it's getting real interesting i know that he also was supposed to have a meeting with or a dinner i believe with arthur blank the owner of the falcons Hmm. And so that one's interesting. I think
3: he's about to be signed.
2: Well, not too fast, CA, Uh-oh. because I saw just recently, as my computer does not want to help me out, um, they are still they're still really looking at all different avenues the um the Falcons are, as it seems like they have scheduled a second visit with one Jim Harbaugh. Look out. Um so he is has a second inter- interview scheduled for next week. So it seems like the Atlanta Falcons are doing what the you know Shill Kapadia talked about mm-hmm. earlier today, where we talked about earlier I guess today with Shil Kapadia about the you know rules of hiring a coach, which is casting a wide net. Mm-hmm. At the very least, they're making sure that they get second interviews with a few of the major candidates. Jim Harbaugh, uh, I guess, is he technically still the sk- Michigan head coach? I guess he's not. He's not uh, been fired or he hasn't left. He
3: haven't worked the deal out yet. Put it like this. He wants clauses in his contract where he won't get blamed for any kind of uh, if they get suspended or NCAA sanctions because of whatever happened the last year. or So he's like, no, you can get something you can tag me for something that's coming up with this new contract, but nothing in the past. And he also wants to be able to negotiate with an NFL team if somebody in the NFL is interested in. Him.
2: Yeah, you, he, he's,
3: he's Michigan's been, like. Wait a minute now. Yeah,
2: he, he's been doing googly eyes with the NFL mm. since he got to Michigan. Ultimately, yep. winning a national championship for Michigan, uh, just uh, last month, I guess. <laughs> I was about to say, it was like, how recent Wasn't was that? that? Something? Yeah, That'd and so fine. look, the fir- their first outright title since 1949. So I mean, big t- or was it 48 even? So. No.
3: Outright, yeah, I guess. Outright, yes. 97, the polls.
2: So. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, big time, big time guy, Michigan zone, but, you know, he seems to want to be back in the NFL. And the Falcons are seem to be still remaining uh, very interested in him and Bill Belichick. Uh, as Again, I, I told you that I'd let you know why mm-hmm. we were um, mentioning, you know, somewhat obscure, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, wide receivers. Of the NFL, as uh, the text line gives me Kiki QT. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned uh, T.J. Hushmanzada, Lee Evans. Someone said Tori Smith. Okay, fine. Um, it was inspired by a particular text or not text tweet by Twitter user Steady E69. He said, "Sorry, babe, I can't come over tonight. Me and the boys are naming obscure wide receivers in the group chat again, and that's what we've done on this program tonight. And I'm pretty sure it's made everybody's evening better." Uh, shout out to the homie Jesse Holly from the uh, from the nine zero three. They say Jesse Holly always got to mention our guy uh, from two one four. They said Mike Williams from the Bucks. Yes. Um, oh yeah. And I believe rest in peace there as well. There's also Mike Williams from the Chargers that you could right. also bring up. Um, so yeah, uh, we've been doing that all evening, and feel free to continue if you would like because it's always fun to do so. Um, some other headlines on the evening: um, Josh Hader. Big time closing pitcher, relief pitcher, um, left hander has actually signed. Like w- there was thoughts Padres, that, yeah, he previously played for the Padres the past mm. season. There was thoughts that you know the reliever market wouldn't start going until he signed. Well, it looks like the reliever market can get going because the Astros came to an agreement mm, with Josh mm, Hader. Mm. Get this: five years, ninety five million dollars. That's all for a for a closer for a relief pitcher that's all yeah 19 million a He's year one of the best from 24 to 28 i mean that's a record valuation for a closer right especially there are no deferrals there are no opt-outs there are no club options so how many years this is a five five years
3: that seems inexpensive well, when you're comparing it to Shohei Otani, everything's inexpensive. Well, yeah, that's what that's where, that's where I was going with this. I mean, it seems like the going rate would have been higher for all pitchers. Yeah, and he's a great closer. Don't get me wrong; it's a situational thing. Yeah, and I think that that's the, still, that's the
2: tough thing. It's just like you're talking about a closer compared to like even a starting pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're so. But
3: so the, here's 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 what the first thing I thought. of. Yes, since he signed with the Astros, I was like, God, dog, we don't need the Astros getting better. And I wanted the Rangers to act if they would. If they said that was a new closeout, though. Like, here we go. That would have been an incredible
2: Woo. get, but I mean, it, we've we've seen the ways in which the Rangers. I don't know, maybe the the money is not going to flow as as readily, in part because of like the Valley Sports. Miles uh, no, got deal. enough for Jordan Montgomery.
3: That's what you hope. Give him some of that free hard title. But also, and
2: The Astros now have two closers, I like know, legitimate man. closers, because they still have Ryan it. Presley. I'm interested to see how they manage to make that work. Because you know, typically closers want to have that role to themselves. Mm-hmm. They have two of those guys. So that's going to be something to deal with as you, you know, play with them in the AL West. But what that will do, though, is I imagine that that will allow the you know reliever market to open up. And so hopefully maybe we can see the Rangers add maybe a reliever or two now that the the things are flowing.
3: OK, back to those Astros. You're saying closers are usually like for themselves. And I know that Boach did a great job with our closers, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember who is the new manager for the Astros. Um, it was cuz it's not Dusty Baker no more he no, retired. No.
2: Dusty retired. Uh his name is Joe
3: Espada. I believe he was their bench coach. Okay. Previously. So, the continuity. Yeah, they I'm went, just trying to figure out is are these will these closers respect the manager cuz clo- all of our players respect Boch. He got ranks. Oh, I mean, look, everybody respects him. Bochy's Boge, an
2: undeniable
3: force in yeah, baseball. Yeah, and the Astros respected yeah. Dusty Baker. So I'm like, well, who's the new guy? Are they going to respect him?
2: I, it'll, it remains to be seen. Um, mm. So, yeah, that, that, that'll that be interesting to see what they do there. I know that probably Ryan Ples, Presley has more of, mm. uh, more respect because I know that he's been in that system. But there you go, Josh Hader. Uh, 29-year-old lefty, best reliever in the free agent class, and is coming off of a season where he posted to get this 1.28 ERA, Mm -hmm. over 56 Mm -hmm. and a third innings for the Padres. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. there you go, big time closing arm. We don't need that in this division. Well, unfortunately, it's what you're dealing with, and so you got to just imagine that now the Rangers have an opportunity. Hopefully, now that the market has kind of been set, other relievers start getting into places Mm -hmm. where they feel comfortable dealing, and maybe just maybe we see the Rangers add to the bullpen a really a bullpen that needs it right need it 100
3: really really do and again we got to get jordan montgomery signed too
2: there you go as uh again other other uh wide receivers i love this name thank you 903 jeff samarja remember jeff
3: samarja oh yeah uh
2: also pitcher Um, and and what
3: about wayne sherbet from the jets
2: yeah absolutely uh chris chambers of the dolphins has come come Mm -hmm. up a few times what about quincy morgan remember quincy morgan
3: i don't why don't i remember he was from garland but what team did he play for
2: cowboys a Cowboys in uh Quincy
3: Morgan. He did play. He had a maybe had a cup of coffee. I don't remember him playing. Yeah, it, it was what like year? during
2: the Vinny Testaverde years. Oh, I oh, love Yeah, okay. that was a fun time. Well, not necessarily when it came to like the winning. I think losing. he, he I played with the Quincy Browns. That's where he where he was with them mm-hmm. the most was the Browns. I not yeah. that I not that I doubted you, but I did want to yeah. Google it and you're absolutely right on all your details. Garland, mm-hmm. Texas, mm-hmm. played for the Cowboys in O four. Had the play for the Browns for about three seasons. He was a second round pick. Oh, listen, listen. and the Kansas State. Oh my
3: goodness! Out. Shout out to Quincy there Morgan. There you go. Yes, your school. Anquan Bolden. Remember, he played for. The, oh man, the absolutely. Grey Ravens and the 49ers. Hundred percent. Big time. Big possession time. receiver. It looked. Look, he looked like a tight end, but he was a wide receiver. Just an amazing guy. Sir Parker, Irving Fryer. They mentioned Lake Laquan Treadwell out of Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he played. There's in, a yeah. lot of Tolos texting in. Get right, Tolos texting in. Some names that we've already been talking about for the last hour. So if you don't hear the name that you just texted in, we've already said it. And
2: I'll, I'll try and keep re- repeating them because it's fun to say. Like, it is. I'm going to say to T.J. Houshmazadeh every time I get a chance. Mm, I, yeah. love, I love T.J. love Who's your mama? Who's your mama, that's mm. right. Uh, from the 214, uh, T- now TV superstar Nate Burleson.
3: Yeah, Burleson. There, there he's you go. something special. Jameson Crowder. Is Jameson Quad-
2: Crowder still playing football right now? I think he's still playing football.
3: What about Rocket's brother, Quadre Ishmael? Yep, I did not know that. Yes, he played wide receiver.
2: Okay, very good. Um, and then we got a text from our friend Will Chambers. Uh, he just mentioned Curtis Conway.
3: He wants to do shot, 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 shot. shot. <laughs> Everybody. That's funny. Uh, yes, and you can hear uh, Will and the shots tomorrow morning. We do the fan jam ten to two.
2: There you go. Absolutely. Um, now Carl Pickens is. Oh, Will Chambers is in on this. See, Will Will is gonna send all these. I did not re-rag this. The uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I was so close to calling them Oakland again. Why do I keep doing the Las
3: Vegas Raiders? It's okay. A lot of people call the Chargers San Diego. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the one, that one I actually have gotten good at. Mm-hmm. I I don't call them the San Diego Chargers, but the the Raiders. I'm always. It's close to call them the Oakland Raiders, but they are in Las Vegas, and they're they have taken the interim off of Antonio Pierce. They are hiring Antonio Pierce as their full time coach. Nice, that um, time. Made he came. Official. He came in and really did galvanize that locker room. The defense came together, and so I think they're having conversations about the the general manager um, that I think he was previously in the interim as well. I think that that might go. That way, if Josina Anderson's reporting is to be trusted, and I don't understand why you wouldn't, she's a fantastic reporter. And but it's very clear that uh, I, I think that the offense is going to be the part that you're going to need to watch. The defense under Antonio Pierce is probably going to be great. Mm-hmm. I know that obviously Max Crosby is happy about this hire, um, but interested to see what they do when it comes to quarterback. Interested to do when they find they need to find a, uh, a offensive play caller that they feel really great about. And so that'll be that'll be what you watch. In the AFC West with the Chargers.
3: We got a wide receiver name, but I'm sorry we're not going to put him in this category because he did not play in the NFL. I thought it was a nice get, though. We got a Tolo that says, what about Cooper Manning? Cooper was a wide receiver. That's Peyton Manning and Eli's brother. People always say he was nice. He's very nice, and but he's a businessman, and he never made it to the NFL. He was wide receiver, and he got into the business world, and he also does some uh, TV stuff. He's a very nice guy. Down there in New Orleans. Awesome. Tim Brown, Heisman Trophy winner. You, you talk about the Raiders. Yep, Tim he Brown was, was very good at the Raiders. He was a Raider when they were in L.A., I didn't think I realized that. Okay. Yes, he was a Los Angeles Raider. He and Magic Johnson and Eric Dickerson used to run things in L.A. in the 1980s. Y'all should see my text
2: from Will Chambers. Oh, Will must be in his bourbon. Will, Will is having a good time. Ernest Givens. What up, Will? He throws up. Altoon has already brought up. Carl Pickens. Mm-hmm. Did we bring up Carl Pickens already? Uh, Seemed like we did. We might have. Webster Slaughter, I don't think we did. No, we didn't um, Webster Slaughter. Now in NCAA news, um, we uh, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but I know that Florida State is currently under investigation their football dun, program. Dun, dun. The University of Florida's football pro- program is also under investigation as of today. The NCAA um, sent them, you know, that letter, uh, letting them know uh, that they are under investigation, and apparently it regards the recruitment of quarterback prospect Jaden Rashada. So he was he signed with the Gators uh, December of 2022, but then later was released from his letter of intent um, after like he found out that the name like they had. uh, I think a Florida collective had tried to give him a really big uh, promise on his uh, name, image and likeness Mm -hmm. deal. Uh, It was supposedly reported to be more than 13 million dollars, but that fell apart. Surprising, surprisingly enough, they They weren't going to give one kid 13 million dollars.
3: Wait a minute, you this is a you being nice column of a collective? We know it's the boosters. Sure, absolutely. No,
2: mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, boosters by that's a different what they name call. They're just
3: Legit- collective,
2: hundred percent. But mm-hmm. I mean, we all know it's the boosters. That's right. But ultimately, he he then you know left uh, there and he went to Arizona dollars. State. What are they giving? Um I don't know. I don't he walked away for thirteen million. Well, I don't know that he walked away. I imagine that they he, they tried to get him signed, and then we're like, oh, yeah. See, what what happened was we're not going to give you $13 million. We <laughs> right. was lying, right? Uh-huh. Um, but apparently all of this has now led to an NCAA investigation. And one of the things about this is I'm just looking around and thinking, the NCAA, they're not going to be able to do anything with this. Like, theres It seems like they're trying to get a mm-hmm. handle on NIL circumstances. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe the NCAA has the capacity to Be able to or the heft to be able to deal with all of the potential violations in the NIL space that are coming up, uh, in NCAA. I like good, good for them I, for trying, I guess, but I just don't see this happening in a way that's going to be you know
3: notable. Okay, 469 says, so CAA, I cannot believe you did not know who Quincy Morgan is. He, I kind of do, but let me tell you why it blurred. Okay, because Quincy Carter. And Quincy Butler. Mm. Well, also, with the Dallas Cowboys in the early 2000s. And it's Quincy's. like they blurred together all these Quincy's.
2: Are we still making Quincy's? Are we still rolling Quincy's off the line? Because so it, it, it was a good time where we had a lot of
3: Quincy's. Mm-hmm.
2: Are we still rolling? Like, are, they, are there again, babies?
3: I, I, my bad. for I know Quincy's family is probably listening. Sure. To the Morgan family. My bad. But it was like I was thinking about QB Quincy Butler, and I was thinking about Quincy Carter.
2: I'm just like, uh, is there a baby in preschool right now named Quincy? <laughs> like, I'm, it might be. It's just, you know, have you ever just stopped and been like, do, do we still name babies that?
3: Yeah, exactly. Some of these names uh, from back in the day you don't you don't hear about like you don't hear about a baby named Pearl. Yeah, <laughs> but and then speaking of other gems, I don't know when was the last time you heard of an opal? Not really, <laughs> not lately. Mm-hmm. That's somebody's grandma. Uh, all right, Miss Opal. Yeah. Now y'all naming people that
2: aren't that are still in the league and like relatively obvious in from the four three zero Robbie Chosen, previously known as Chosen Anderson, previously uh, known as uh, Robbie Anderson. Uh, um,
3: Mushin Muhammad, we mentioned uh-huh. earlier. Chase Claypool, still in the league. <laughs> do dude said, CA forgot about him because now I'm big time with my Hollywood dog. That's right.
2: Now we're just <laughs> He's combining. He's a puppy bowl. What we're just mean? combining a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> various things that have happened man. on the program <laughs> over the week. I look, this is somebody said Opal and Pearl are cat names now. Okay, well, thanks. Yeah, thank you for Ernestine. Okay, now we're just Gertrude. now we're just going. We're pivoting. Gertrude. I want to. I want to like be very clear about what's happening on the get right right now. As I, I, I've apparently lost, <laughs> oh, I've lost a handle on what yeah, the show is. We started tomo- by. We started with (laughs) obscure wide receiver names, which basically just morphed into wide receiver names. And now people are just like naming dudes on the rosters right now. And now we are in the place where we're talking about old women names, I guess, or just old names. names in
3: general. 2-1-0 2-1-0 says, "My seven year old daughter's name is Pearl, and we are white." Shout out to the two one zero. Okay, so we are still
2: rolling pearls off the line. Thank By you the way, for that
3: insight. Back to the wide receivers, Donald Driver plays, used to play for the Packers. Shout out to Donald
2: Driver. He's L- local, ain't
3: Yes, he's from Irving. Yeah. Shout out to mm-hmm. Donald Driver. I, I know Roy that he was Roy Green. Used yeah. Play for the Cardinals. Um, Austin Collie. We mentioned yeah. Deion, Deion Sanders, Deion Branch. Mm-hmm.
2: all right uh i'm gonna I'm go to break at this point because i'm like i am frazzled we got we got gertrudes in the text in the text line we got sterling sharp in the text line we got all sorts of stuff it happened in the text line coming up next we will get you a ca stories confidential and we, when i hand it off to ca whatever he does with the text line and the names is up
3: to him what we got coming up we're gonna talk some of the greatest wide receivers this guy one of the greatest wide receivers of all time Bullet Bob Hayes, and I'm going to bring it fast forward in honor of Sports Illustrated. I got a little audio from the Sports Illustrated tailgate tour that I got to do a couple of years ago. Next on 105.3 The Fan.
2: The get Right, right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Atatula. Alongside me is the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for rocking with us on this Friday evening. You can always get involved with the program by tra- texting into the truckwreck.com text line. A little flustered. 877-881-1053. Never flustered with that one. Never. Uh, Larry D. Flores is on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. And you uh, rock with us. And you prepared to
3: get a little bit of CA stories confidential CA what you got Oh we're going to do two we're going to do two because okay, I was talking about two things earlier this evening we were talking about uh, Bullet Bob Hayes and we we're talking about Sports Illustrated and how they're shutting it down after 70 years mm-hmm. you know this they're trying to make some kind of corporate deal and the payment didn't go through and they're shutting it down and I was thinking about the sports skill, the Caesar about let me just go ahead and say it. thank you Reg thank you Larry Thank you to all the Tolos for allowing me to share some of these stories over all these years. Of me covering sports since 1980 in Dallas Fort Worth, and can I Will, throw one
2: right here? Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Will wanted me to let you know that Brady Tinker says, "Hey, oh yeah, so yeah, thank you, Brady.
3: Appreciate you, Brady. Brady Tinker, TV icon, sports. That's right." Um, anyway, back when I was doing G Bag Nation in 2013, i wait from 2013 to like 2019. Out of blue, CBS, which was Odyssey, before Odyssey became CBS. Mm-hmm. CBS became Odyssey. The they radio portion, me, at least. Yeah, the radio portion. They asked me if I would host this tailgate tour. It was like a, a venture together. C- CBS radio, or CBS television, CBS Inc, rather, Sports Illustrated, and Go RVing, which has some of the most pimped out RVs in America. I, mean, I always these, love a good RV. Oh, my goodness. And they, they said, you know, we go to all these big college games, uh, the big game of the week, And we'd like you to emcee this tour all over the country, these big games. And I say, yeah, I'd love to do that. Sounds fun. So I was doing this like all during the football season. Every weekend I would go to someplace all around my schedule. And I was emceeing Maverick games too. So they would work with my schedule and I'd go all over the country. And in fact, here's one of them. I was at the Rose Bowl for this one. Here's, Here's a sample of some of the work on the fan.
2: Uh-oh, the gators The gators. gators popping
3: up. Larry, how we doing? Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, anyway, I would go to all the big college towns. And what was tricky about it is not every college is in a big city. So if I'm flying Absolutely into – I'd have to fly into a big city yeah. and then get a rental car and drive to the college town. Right. And it was like a dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun I make it. Sometimes the weather was dicey. Sometimes yeah. – you know, it was always something tricky, and but I made it. And then I would do, you know, the pregame stuff, and I'd always not only, uh, they would videotape the whole thing and they would put it on sportsillustrated.com, SI.com. Mm-hmm. And they would capture this particular event. And I was always interviewing a former player. I'd They'd have a chef there flown in, and they'd try to show you how to upgrade your tailgate. Oh, so you get to eat good. People every get time, to huh? pose in front of this life size. Uh, Sports Illustrated cover, you get your picture, and they gather, you know, they get your your, G, your email address, right, and they send you the picture, so they get getting the data. There right? you go, yeah. yeah. Here's a so the Tennessee-Alabama one. Okay, here's Tennessee at Alabama. I mean, Tennessee hosting Alabama. To the Sports Illustrated Tailgate Tour presented by Go RVing. I'm Chris Arnold, your MC. We're here in Knoxville. It's a major SEC showdown. Tennessee taking on Alabama. The fans are all here. The party's going on. And we're catered to the match. We've got former UT quarterback Heath Schubert with a chalk talk. It's third week in October. And that means it's Alabama week in Tennessee. We've got the great chef from Memphis, Tennessee, Kelly English. It's Orange for UT. Yeah, there we go. Go balls today. Go balls today. Right. That's right. And yes, we're going to give away an RV and you two tour these RVs courtesy of GoRB. So that was just like one of them. They just condensed. Like I'm there for the whole pregame. Then I would stay for the game. Yeah. And I'd watch the game and, you know, sit in the press box, whatever. And then either I'd leave right after the game or I would leave the next morning and go cover a Cowboys game. Mm. It, was, it was some crazy adventures. And I'm going to elaborate on some of those ventures at another time, but I wanted to do that, pour a little something on the ground for Sports Illustrated because they allowed me to, to make some freelance money, make some ends of me. I got a wife and three kids. Yeah. And, and it was, And plus, and, and a host of dogs and other pets. Yes, but more importantly, I swear I love what I do so much. Sure. And to have the opportunity to go to the Horseshoe, Ohio State from Ohio State Michigan. Yeah. Or go to the Rose Bowl for use. And I've been there for the Cowboys game. But go there for like a UCLA, UCLA versus Arizona State, UCLA versus uh uh, Utah or go to uh, Clemson we got Clemson Florida State over there Larry is that it we got Clemson Clemson Florida State this is at Florida State they're doing the chop I ain't never seen that crowd oh, oh, oh. on the fan oh I don't I don't want the Gators point. don't want SI already taking all this down man CD. and that's something that's just, it's all it's they're all taking down my videos man. But anyway, it
2: They're was like just, the first thing to go get that CA stuff
3: out. It was just I was just grateful to have an opportunity to go to all these different venues, these co- these legendary college stadiums. I'd already been to all these NFL stadiums, the baseball uh, stadiums and the, the basketball and hockey arenas. I've been to all these different venues. Um, but back in the day and I mentioned the football, we we're talking about these wide receivers and these random names that were coming through. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Tyreek Hill. For those who don't know about the greatness of Bob Hayes, oh, Bob Hayes, let's do it. Just think, if you're familiar with Tyreek Hill, he was Tyreek Hill before Tyreek Hill. When Gil Brandt drafted him for the Dallas Cowboys, he was more than just a track star. He was a football player that played at FAMU, and FAMU, ironically, is in the same town as Florida State, Did Tallahassee. You know that? Yes, sir. Yep, same location. So he he brings in HBCU, famu, Bullet Bob Hayes, fresh off the Olympics. He won the gold medal in Japan, fastest man in the world. That's why his nickname was Bullet Bob Hayes, fastest bullet. And but he was a football player. He wasn't like a track star. We're gonna teach him how to play football because the Cowboys did that too. They would get guys in different sports. They get basketball players and say, okay, we're gonna teach you how to. Yeah, and play baseball it. players they thought would play well, yeah. play quarterback, uh huh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But B- Bullet Bob Hayes was a football player and just imagine Tyreek Hill back in those days in the 60s and the 70s. So he was so good and so unstoppable. They created the zone defense because of Bullet Bob Hayes. See, people think the zone defense has always been around. No, it didn't happen until defensive coordinator said, we ha- we cannot keep up with this guy man, man coverage. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to meet Bullet Bob Hayes, um, when I first started coming to Cowboys in 1980, and he was in town, and it was a scandalous situation because he had been on trial because police were talking about doing a drug deal with him, and they what? caught him, and it was kind of like Sam hurt. Ugh. They were trying to do a drug deal with, deal with him, and he said, okay, I'll, he thought it was a drug dealer, and they tricked him. And he was like, I forget all the circumstances. I'm not saying it all correctly. All I know is can you imagine him being a big-time NFL star and nobody heard of scandals like that back in the 70s and the 80s with Tom Landry wow. as the coach? Yeah, I mean, this was scandalous. And he could get nobody to go to his trial except Roger Staubach and Tom Landry, who were character witnesses for him. Sure. And they still threw the book at him. Well, I got to meet him because he would be in town. And I met him one time at a bar at the Anatole. Did and you know he was going to be there or did you just happen to bump into him? Just happen to bump oh, into him. Of course.
2: C.A. is the most fortuitous 2 with this man.
3: But I just, I just happened to be over there. Sure. He, he was there and I knew it was Bob Hayes. And so we were sitting around. To, and he started telling me all about what happened with him. Mm-hmm. Just me and him talking. He said, I think I'm going to move back to Florida. I said, really? He said, man. It's just hard. You, I, I introduced myself, and it's not Bullet Bob Hayes. It's, oh, it's that guy that was, it went to prison. Oh, it was yeah. just hard for him. And, and then um, they made a movie called Running Brave with Robbie Benson. You know, I always say movie watching the sport. You do say that. Back in those days, in the early 1980s, this is where I give a big shout-out to Brad Sham. Brad Sham had this thing called the Dallas-Fort Worth Sports Media Association. And we'd have these luncheons on Tuesday. And he'd always have a cowboy player, a college coach, maybe a college player, or somebody else that had something to do with sports. And it was every Tuesday-like clockwork. And I would go to that thing and and Brad would see me doing all the interviews and he knew I was just really working hard at it. He said, Chris, I'm gonna put you in charge of this luncheon. And I was like, really? Because I was only like 22 or 23. He said, yep, I think you could host this luncheon and keep everybody together and get the guests because you really work hard. So Brad Sham entrusted me with doing this luncheon and that's when I started getting all of the phone numbers for everybody. Mm. That's when I started building up all the phone. I had all the phone numbers for all the Cowboy players because I'd get it from the Cowboys PR office Back in those days, they'd give you all the Cowboys players' numbers if you're in the legitimate media. And I can call them up at home. There was no such thing as a cell phone back in those days. And then I'd have all the SMU uh, staff or coaches with football, baseball, basketball, track, whatever, TCU, North Texas, UTA, all of them, UT, OU, and every Tuesday I'm booking all these guests. Well, Bullet Bob Hayes had my number and I had his number. Mm -hmm. He called me up. He said, they're doing a movie about this guy I ran track with at the Olympics, and he was Native American. Yeah. And Robbie Benson is playing him, and they got the movie coming out. Can we do something and get some pub for the movie at the luncheon? I said, yeah. So that's when I was like, movie watching is a sport, right? So Robbie Benson comes in with the movie producers. Robbie Benson, big time movie actor back then. You can Google up Robbie Benson. He made a lot. Of, he was a heartthrob, you know, back in those days, and big time actor. And so, apparently from Dallas as well. Did not know that. No, he was born in Dallas. But he wasn't from Dallas. Okay, yeah. my bad. He's L.A. guy now. Okay. He's still doing. He's a director, too, right now. But Bobby Benson came to the luncheon, and the movie producers were there, and Bullet Bob Hayes was there. And that's when I started incorporating more opportunities to get movies Mm -hmm. and and evolve that thing. And when Bullet Bob Hayes, they kept turning him down for the Pro Football Hall of Fame because of the drug case. Yeah. And it was heartbreaking. And we'd have, you know, whoever's the sponsor, the, the writer for Dallas, I, I want to say it was Frank uh, Lux, Frank Luxa, back in the, the late, great Frank Lux, wrote for the Morning News, Dallas Times-Herald. He would always try to represent. Right now I think it's uh, Goose Gosling would represent the area, say, this particular player did this, and this is what he did. And they'd try to get Bob Hayes in, and it would never happen. And this was like during Landry's years and then after Jerry got the team. And so Jerry said, I'm going to put him in the ring of honor. And so he said, this is going to get him into the pro football hall of fame. And the night before he went into the ring of honor, they had a big party for him and they had all the former Cowboys, at this big party and Bully Bob Hayes asked me to MC his big party. Wow. And he had, I mean, just the, we're talking about the Landry Cowboys. Just name every legendary cowboy. Roger stop by, Tony Dorset, Bob Lilly, Hollywood Henderson, because Drew Pearson. And guess who even showed up for this? Who? Don Meredith. Wow, Dandy Don Meredith. Dandy Don, Dandy Don okay. showed up for Bullet Bob Hayes going into the Ring of Honor. And at this big party, I would always invite a different cowboy to come up to the microphone and say something. It was kind of like a roast. Right. And Bullet. Bob Hayes, you know, he's sitting up there, and then he's crying and stuff. And it was just a great big party, and it's private and all that. And then when Don Meredith came up there, he said, hey, pull me up a chair. And he said, Bob, come on up here and sit with me in these chairs. And so he sat back there, and they just told stories. And I wish somebody had videotaped Right, yeah. it was just a beautiful, magical moment. The next day, he goes into the Ring of Honor, and then... I want to say later that year, a year or two later, he gets nominated and inducted to the, ring, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he had passed away. Mm. So he was not there for a ceremony, but his family was. And all I can tell you is you can look at all the old films, and he was in the ice bowl, and they were telling all these stories. But they created the zone defense because of Bullet Bob Hayes. And apparently the bumper run, too and the bumper run and seriously if you can just if you see what Tyreek Hill's doing right now they're the same size same body type just everything just the fastest man on the planet
2: 5'11 is what I'm seeing is listed as Mm -hmm. from the 214 they say
3: NFL Films has Bullet Bob Hayes the number two fastest player behind Daryl Green Daryl Green was a cornerback he's also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame he's in the Texas Black Sports Hall of Fame he came Daryl Green is the only man to ever catch Tony Dorsett from behind. He played mm. for Washington, and he caught Tony Dorsett from behind. Nobody has ever caught Tony Dorsett from behind. But yep, there's some C.A. Stories Confidential about the greatness of the legendary Bullet Bob Hayes and pull a little something on the ground for all those people who work for Sports Illustrated. I enjoyed my little time with them, too.
2: There you go. C.A. Stories Confidential. Mm-hmm. We, I try and get it to you whenever C.A. Chris Arnold hangs out with us here on The Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's been a fun evening, but all there's only time for the final call, and we'll do that next on The Fan. It's so Get Right Right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Zatatula. Alongside me is the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Santana Moss. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, Larry Brown, or Larry... Larry D. Flores, not Larry Brown. Um... <laughs> Is on the ones, twos, fours. Dave Brown has yeah. actually
3: done some work in this building. He
2: well, he has, yes, and he I've, has. I've worked with him. One of the mm-hmm. kindest dudes. I, I love Larry. Super Bowl MVP. Don't forget it. Can't forget DCU. it. DCU. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Shout out, uh, Horn Frogs. Uh, yes, appreciate you rocking with us on this Friday evening. It's been a fun one, real up and down, all sorts of different places for various it's reasons. It's been
3: a roller coaster. I've been a lot of fun. And
2: you know what? We can recap that a little bit here on the final call on the Get Right on 105 through the fan. Your Mavs weren't in action this evening because that game was postponed due to the passing of Dejan Milojevic, um, the Serbian assistant coach for the Warriors, a couple of days ago at the age of 46 so they're not going until monday your stars are playing tomorrow and so we just had a night of no dfw specific uh major sports yeah no updates during the show no nothing really we was just cutting up i think that's a rare thing it really is it really is and so what what provided uh the entertainment outside of just our fantastic sports conversation i would imagine Mm -hmm. uh was just the, the 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 natural male urge to just name various sports players and find great enjoyment in it. So a thing that I still don't quite understand, I, 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 but I guess you don't have to understand it. Maybe it's like kind of magic in a way. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about naming players that you remember. And name a position. There you go. And so we've we've been going with a wide receiver as, wide as receiver. the internet has, thanks to a tweet uh, that I saw from a few days ago. And so we've been. What have been your favorites to remember? Because I know someone brings up Troy Brown here now. Lavernia's Coles really made me smile earlier today when mm-hmm. that when that came up.
3: Were there any other any names that you can remember that that really made you feel good when you saw him? Jake Reed, Ed McCaffrey, Tony Hill, David Boss. I'm mean, gonna go down the list. I mean, I was just grinning over. Mike Sherrod, that's a cowboy who played for the 49ers because he broke his ankle with the Cowboys and he winds up, everybody thought, well, he's not going to be any good, and he goes to the 49ers and goes to the Super Bowl. Andre Rising, I mean, Harold Carmichael, I was thinking about all these stories. Harold Carmichael, people forget, he's a great Philadelphia Eagles, wide receiver, big tall guy, should have been a tight end. Dude played for the Cowboys in his career. It was the most awkward thing. (laughs) Him being in that Cowboys locker room, it was like he wasn't comfortable wearing a jersey. It was crazy. I think he was also wearing a Don Meredith's jersey number. For those who don't know, the Cowboys do not retire jersey numbers. The equipment managers just don't let certain players' number get worn. You Like, you don't really see an 8. You don't see a 12 on anybody. But guess what? Uh, Bob Hayes was number 22, and Emmitt Smith wore 22. Yeah. Deion Sanders is number 21. Ezekiel Elliott wore number 21. Yeah. I can go down the list. They don't retire numbers, but certain people just don't get the numbers
2: right. Right. If if you're gonna get this number, you you, you might need to. Uh, there might need to be real good reason for that to happen. Danny basically. White wore number eleven, and Micah Parsons is wearing number eleven. I, I have a feeling that you know he's gonna go go down as one of those types of players. Yeah,
3: it, it does look like that's gonna happen. And by the way, '88, we had a Ron Sellers. We got a Tolo Texan. Ron Sellers was the original '88, not Drew Pearson. He was wearing number eighty-eight before the eighty-eight club came into existence with Drew Pearson, Michael Irvin, Dez Bryant, and L C D Lamb. Ron Sellers. There you go. And we also mentioned the non-big name eighty-eight, Antonio Bryant. I was thinking about whether I should do that, but I was like, I love. We it never say hey, shout out to Antonio. Out of all these names, I haven't seen Antonio Brown yet. Out of all the names that got texted in.
2: Well, I mean, I think we've kept, we've tried to keep it relatively obscure because that's part of the fun of it. Like, yeah, yeah, the, I, yeah we can all, names. we can all, you know, mention Randy names. Moss and we yeah. can all mention Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. And, but it is, it's, there's something a little bit fun about being like, hey, what about Oh, you remember seeing a Kevin Walter? Yeah. You know, you know, Kevin Walter, right? That dude who used to play uh-huh. for the, for the Titans and the Texans. You remember yeah. that guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Champ Bailey. Champ, Champ Bailey. Didn't, did he play wide receiver? He played both. Did he? I think he did. I don't
3: know. I think you know he just what? played corner. You know what? I think he played both in college.
2: Yeah, I, like, I don't think Baylor Champ played. Uh, and he was Sikahima. Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver. Was not familiar.
3: Was yeah. not familiar. Um, Sikahima.
2: This <laughs> is from the 817. Can't nobody forget Antonio Brown. Thank you. For that real. is
3: that's fair. Um, Dean Kane, he was Superman, but he was wide
2: receiver. You, I want to say UCLA or Colorado. Oh, now we're just stretching. Now you guys are just pulling out. That's what well, you say, random. Yeah, yeah, but in the NFL, come on. Now this, he come was, on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, we, we
3: already qualified that already earlier. We had qualified yeah, that. Come look, on, look, we would be, Cain, be, Dean Cain did not play wide receiver in the NFL.
2: Yeah, we, now we, now we would be here all that. night if we were doing if we were going all the way across. Uh, Antoine
3: Randall L. Absolutely. Ooh, Ouija uh, Thompson. And I remember Antoine, a- Anton, a- Antoine, Antoine, Randall L. I remember him too. absolutely. Keenan McCardle, and we already mentioned Kevin Williams, Kevin Martin, K. K. Dub, and K. Mart with the Cowboys in the nineteen nineties, winning those Super Bowls. Nick Nick Foles was not a wide receiver. He was not a wide receiver. Not in the NFL, guys. We got
2: Yancy Thickpin. Yes, Yancy Thickpin's come up about like seventeen trillion times mm-hmm. on this, and I feel like I keep forgetting to mention that. Every time, I don't think people realize when this thing gets going, and it did get going. Mm-hmm. Man, these these words are just flying up and down the page. Uh, so that's always interesting. Uh, I did want to mention that today happens to be the 22nd anniversary of a particular moment in in football in the NFL. Um, in 2001 or two, the Tuck rule game. Happened. Oh, yeah, it's a. I guess the 01 division round, a divisional playoff game, but of course that happens January 19th. Yep. Tom um, Brady. 2002. The, you know, the, the Charles Woodson, Darren, mm-hmm. uh, and, um, Tom Brady situation mm-hmm. where Tom Brady was supposedly bringing the ball back and thus it was not a fumble or thus Went it would have pass. been a fumble if he was throwing yeah. it. Yeah. All that. Um, what what shenanigans i thought i really did enjoy the 30 for 30 about the tuck rule Mm -hmm. not my favorite but i thought it was nice to get those Mm -hmm. guys to sit down and so that was a that was an interesting thing to remind you of just like this day in history that particular game
3: um i'm looking at some of these more of these names we've said peerless price several times matt jones yeah we know he played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Just he was ca- a
2: quarterback at Arkansas. Someone said Nick Foles caught a Super Bowl touchdown. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't make you a wide okay, receiver. That's, that's not a be receiver. Eagles fan.
3: That's not how that works. I remember how he, I remember what he, that, that little trick play. I remember that. And yeah. it, more power to him when they won. And by the way, he'll never have to buy a drink in Philadelphia the rest of his life because of that big Nick magic. All right. Now I'm, gl- I'm glad
2: that you enunciated that properly. Mm-hmm. Real quick before we go, I did find this interesting. Bill Simmons was on the Low Post podcast, and I apologize for not getting this audio earlier. But basically, he had this this question: Why can't we just get rid of the draft pick rules? The draft pick rules being like you can't you can't trade away um, three in a row. Yes, so they they have to be spaced out. Did like. you
3: know that the Mavericks are the reason why they had to do that?
2: Oh, please inform me, because I did not.
3: Back in the that. early eighties, the Dallas Mavericks fleeced the Cleveland Cavaliers by taking by trading them players for their three first-round picks in three consecutive years. And it was outrageous because the Mavericks got some really good names and big names, and the NBA said, nope, you can never do this again. Yeah. Nobody could ever take a team's... First-round uh, picks. A team can never trade away their first three draft picks in a row. Well,
2: consecutive well, first consecutive, years. consecutive years, that's, that's right. first-round
3: draft picks. Yeah. Because the Mavericks did it to the Cleveland Cavaliers.
2: And so his perspective was, obviously, made the rules in the 80s, as you just mm-hmm. mentioned, and it was... His quote directly was... We made these rules in the '80s when half the league was on cocaine, and we had crazy owners <laughs> own bowling alleys. If somebody wants to trade eight first-round picks in a row, who cares? Basically saying, you know, now if you want to, like, we don't need yeah, to nobody to do that again. We don't need to defend and save these owners from, from themselves. themselves. Do you agree with that sentiment, CA? The yeah. idea
3: that we should get rid of these these protections. I I agree because it's hard to keep up with the protections, and you know. I mean, there's always going to be some kind of controversy, anyway. But I don't think anybody in their right mind, because there's a there's more value nowadays. People would look at draft picks as having tremendous value, no matter what the sport. Maybe less so in baseball, but just like you just don't trade them away easily. And there's a guy named Ted. He was the owner of the Cavaliers back, in then he didn't know what he was doing. And the Mavericks just took his three consecutive first-round picks. He didn't know what the hell he was doing.
2: Yeah. I think that they have to stay in place just because the league is, I, was, I think I was talking, I don't remember who I was talking about this, about this earlier, uh, the idea of like sports leagues are trying to do two things at once. Mm-hmm. They're trying to be, you know, this competition, right? right. Like everybody They want everybody to compete. But at the same time, you're also trying to be an entertainment product. And I think this is the entertainment product of it where, yeah, the competition of this would go a different way if we're just like, yo, you leave you to your mm-hmm. own devices. But you got to consider those individual places, right? You got to make sure that they have, you know, that they can have some level of sustained success or maybe not sustained success, but that teams don't fall into absolute, uh, absolute holes, right? Right. And you can't stop that entirely, but at least you can give each team a little bit of hope knowing that every other year your team will have a pick, right? So you can get in on the draft and you can maybe hope that you're, the next player will come in and make you feel good, even if you don't believe your team is capable of doing it. And now if you're t- what happens if you are a lowly team and your team has traded away all their draft picks for the next eight years? Like what happens mm-hmm. then? Do you lose the entire fan base of a city because that owner is terrible? And then are you losing the the interest in basketball there? And I don't think that's good as a business.
3: Well, like I said, I don't think the with the value of the, the teams, I mean, people understand the value of draft picks. It'll never happen again. I just googled this up about the owner Ted from Cleveland Cavaliers. His name is Ted Stepien. He didn't know nothing about basketball, and it has. It's the article is called "How He Almost Killed the Cleveland Cavaliers." How he almost killed them. That's well, the name of the article. We, we and got, the Mavericks were the ones that reaped the rewards.
2: We got to get out of this show. We appreciate you guys hanging out, CA. Thank mm-hmm. you, y'all. Have a great weekend, y'all. Be easy.